It's the Face of Community and Business podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our community second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Face of Community and Business podcast. Today, I'm joined by Level 4 Sommelier and our newest podcast host, Evie Olson. Evie, thank you for joining us again. Of course. Yeah, I'd love to. We had a, a great conversation on the Sommelier podcast and, you know, just kind of picking up where we left off. Tell us where you're from and how you got into becoming this uh you know, master of wine. Uh, well, moving towards that. Yes. Because that yes. is an actual title. So. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. Because yeah. you are Knock working towards that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm originally from Minnesota. Uh, great, great state of Minnesota. 10,000 lakes and all. And uh, I came to Chicago, actually, to uh, both dance for the Bulls um, so long ago <laughs> in my youth. Uh, and also to work in broadcasting. So I started out in broadcast journalism. Uh, so this is like second nature for me. And you actually the, had your own podcast too. Yes, point, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, I, I hosted a podcast, co-hosted a podcast. Um, so, you know, being in media is something that I was used to. That's where I started. And somehow I landed a gig where I needed to interview sommeliers around Chicago. Right. Um, it was like this wine and spirits segment and knew nothing of it. So that is... Uh, how I decided to start uh, the WSET process, the Wine and Spirit Education Trust, going through that program, fell in love with wine, and here we are. Here you are. Yeah. And it's been quite a journey. Yes, a fun one. A fun one. And now you're at Nisos? Yes. How's that been going since that? Because when we talked uh, originally, it was just opening up, and you were, I mean, you guys were just getting started. Yeah, I had just joined the team, um, and we've come a long way just from those few months. Um, really on this amazing you know, upward trajectory. Uh, we have this, a great team. We continue to develop um, our service style, develop the food, you know, chef's food, I mean, is always amazing. And we've done, you know, tasty menus for New Year's Eve and this like really, really cool seafood in a platter for uh, Valentine's Day. Um, I'm uh, trying to come up with a, a wine dinner that we'll be doing uh, coming up shortly. Uh, we'll have a new space opening up. Um, it's, it'll be like a sort of lounge, speakeasy style space, and we'll develop the menus for that too. So, lots of fun, fun new things. And and you're very passionate about this, which I love, right? Because it, it's it, we we're just talking about how even after you go home and it's late, but yeah. <laughs> you, you get into your 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 work mode and it's wine, right? And and just catching up. Tell me a little bit about just the, the passion, how it's been developing. You know, it, it is Mediterranean focused, but you know, for you, it seems like you have a, a palate for everything and you don't want to be just one particular thing as far as a sommelier, right? Yes. Um, well, I, you know, if we're talking specifically at Nisos, uh, yes, we're a Mediterranean restaurant. So all of our by the glass options are, are Mediterranean, but the, the list itself is, mm. you know, all, all around the world, um, you know, with, with a pretty substantial Greek section um, because our chef is from Greece and we want to highlight those wines. There's amazing wines from that region. Uh, also pretty substantial France <laughs> section. Uh, I, I really, France is, I think that's my, my kind of go-to region, yeah. um, specifically like the Loire Valley or Champagne, Burgundy, probably because that was the first uh, wine region I traveled to when I first became a wine professional. And I think that's usually what solidifies your love of, of wine is when you're in the vineyard, you're talking to the winemakers. Um, 
it it takes you know uh, the curiosity to you know a, a passion and a love yeah. obsession. And, and, and you've had a lot of experience and interests, and and you become you know also quite a little bit of a socialite in Chicago, right? Going out and having <laughs> having your 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 uh, groups of friends and networks that I, I want to kind of ask in terms of we talked a lot bit about your personal brand and just kind of how that's evolved, right? And not, it's not always that you set out to, to do something, but as, as you grow, as you evolve, you know, have all these different experiences. How has it really shaped you into this person that you are today and the way you approach, you know, not only now your, your job and your profession in this career, but also just relationships as a whole? Yeah, um, I think, you know, over the years, as I've gotten older, you know, you do more introspection and um, you kind of figure out what you enjoy uh, in life and what makes you happy. And, uh, you know, I've done, like you said, sort of alluded to, I've done a myriad of <laughs> things, um, you know, from being a professional dancer and then being on television, being in sports, uh, to wine. And I think what marries all of those things together um, is the fact that I love uh, teaching, I love performing, and so. Um, well, that's perfect. You know, that's exactly what you're doing every night, right? Exactly, yeah. um, and also connecting with people. Yeah. Um, I just get a lot of energy um, and joy from connecting with people every day. So, uh, I think that's sort of the through line of my my personal brand mm-hmm. is um, just being able to share my passion with others, whether that be wine or music or fitness. Um, and then being able to do it in a, it's gonna sound silly, but like a educational, but fun way. Yeah. So. I mean, you, cause you really were doing this, even for those that didn't know that you were oh, yes. you know, instructing, um, well, well, I'll let you tell. Yeah, uh, so yes, I also worked as a fitness, <laughs> I forgot that one, uh, as a fitness instructor as well. Um, you know, I, I trained over at uh, base camp, which is like high intensity interval, interval training, also at P-Volve, which is functional movement training, and I still sub at P-Volve when I can, so you can catch me there sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, working it out. But, and you know, it's, I try to do both, you know, being a sommelier and a fitness uh, instructor, but it's really hard to do two full time yeah. <laughs> jobs. But um, you know, and the studying. Oh gosh, yes, and that too. I mean, we, let's not forget, and that's a pretty big deal. It is a full time job, even in of itself, right there. Just uh, to yeah, have to study for you know, just studying alone um, is a lot of work. But you, and I'm sure there's there's many other sommeliers. Um, that you know, if they're they're trying to uh, get to a certain uh, certification or exam, that are better at it than I. But you have to just sort of uh, incorporate studying, you know, throughout your day, throughout your life. You know, when you're, you're talking about a wine and you and you're thinking about, oh, like you know, what are the bricks supposed to be for you know a Spätlese versus a Cabernet Riesling, and then mm-hmm. and if you get and you're like, oh God, and you look that up. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and so you just you intersperse those little you know learning moments throughout the day. And you know, we talked a little bit about, I mean, and you hear it often, and people joke about ADHD or ADD, mm-hmm. right, being that way. Um, but I think we both can agree. We both, you know, have that. How have you used that to a superpower? Because it sounds, you know, like you're. I don't want to say it's all over the place because I love that, and I think that's how life should be lived, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't just stay in one lane. You should explore things yeah. and see what you love. But how have you learned to, in a sense, use that as a superpower where you can do so many things and still have this focus uh, on you and what you love that that ties it all together? Yeah. Um, if you don't mind me sharing the fact that you do like mention the ADHD. Oh part. yeah, I have heart. Yeah, ADHD so hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to put that out there. Yeah, like, exactly. In case no one it's knew. It's well. It's case well known. No like, yeah, uh, if not, you meet me in person, know. like you, yeah. you'll yeah. know. Um, and I think yes, like uh, 
initially it's like, oh, I'm kind of going all over the place, right? You know, yeah, yeah. first I'm doing fitness and then I'm doing, you know, dance and then I'm doing TV and then wine. The cool thing about wine, though, is there's so many different aspects of it. It will always entice someone like myself that has ADHD and needs a lot of stimuli. Um, also, I didn't realize, I took a little hiatus from working in a restaurant. Um, so pre-pandemic, I was working at a place called Porto. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, you know what, I kind of want to take a break from working on the floor as a, as a sommelier. And that's how I went into fitness for a bit. Oh, that was a transition point. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. it was like during the pandemic. Um, but funny enough, I didn't realize it, but I, I missed that like fast pace energy and that sort of instant gratification of, you know, helping someone and, and pleasing them and, and, you know, showing them a great time. Um, and then them, you know, saying like, oh, like that was lovely. That was a great pairing. I, you know, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'll be honest, like I really thrive off of that, like that instant, like validation, you know, I'm like, oh, wow. Like I, I did something for someone else. You know, I made their experience better and, um, and I really enjoy that. And having, I think that like, high octane energy as it, it can feel sometimes in a restaurant, that keeps me, I think keeps my ADHD, mm -hmm. um, uh, that works well with my ADHD. Cause like there's so many things I have to be doing um, that you're just going, right? And then, like you sort of alluded to at the end of the night, <laughs> I feel like maybe- putting yourself out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's known um, by most. Uh, you know, I'll get done at the restaurant either around midnight, sometimes one o'clock, but I'll go home, I'm still sort of amped up. That is when I'll do most of like my admin stuff. So bust out emails, wine updates, you know, curate wine tastings, dinners, whatever have a bowl of popcorn, glass of wine, and uh, yeah, it's my favorite pastime. <laughs> Do you get a lot of uh, people come? Because I know for me, like that when even, I mean, anything I've ever done, it just seems like, oh, that's too much. I don't know how you do it. Or, you know, how, how do you respond to people like that? But then more so, what advice would you give to people when they have kind of that analysis paralysis of not wanting to do something because there's too many options or, you know, just not making a decision on anything, but get, kind of staying stuck in this place of comfort or whatever that you seem to not have that barrier. You're like, I want to do this. I'm going to go do it. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that's like just good self, <laughs> self talk, self motivation. Um, kind of just like getting over that, that fear. But sometimes I think what is helpful is just doing things in baby steps. So not tackling the entire project or that entire hurdle, but just taking baby steps towards that goal or project that you're trying to complete or a goal you're trying to achieve. Um, I also love a to-do list. <laughs> so I think listing things, having visuals can be really, really helpful, especially with someone that might be, be overwhelmed or like has ADHD and mm -hmm. is, is all over the place. Um, I think that can, can be really helpful. And also uh, <laughs> having a, a like a person that can hold you accountable, or as one of my friends likes to call them, accountability buddies. It's a mouthful, but. Accountability buddies, yes. Accountability buddies. Uh, that can work, you know, often I'll get work done uh, around people, because I think mm -hmm. that kind of keeps me on task. Yeah. If I'm at home sometimes, you know, I'll start work, but then I veer off and go do a million, a million other things. But if there's someone, if I've told someone, hey, 
I need to get this done. This happened to me recently. Uh, my friend Derek Westbrook is another sommelier um, in the city, in Chicago. Doesn't he have a 1340 over yes. here? Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we ran into each other at a tasting, and they're like, oh, let's hang out. Like, We both need to get work done. Well, let's just do work together. So we're sitting there, and I'm like walking around, and Derek's like, aren't you supposed to be? And then he sees me on, on my phone, and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, you're right, you're right. And then I just started going after it. So. An accountability buddy can be great. Um, a to-do list is great, and baby steps. You know, it's funny you say that because I I used to look at my ADHD as being something that um, I don't want to say it wasn't real, but like I just I don't like labels, and I, I didn't like being labeled a certain way, and like I just am who I am. Mm-hmm. But as you're as you're saying these things, it's so interesting that that is I mean it is a thing because people share those. Uh, experiences having ADHD and just the distractions, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. So for, I guess, how have you used this as a, a superpower, if you will, yeah. that um, did you have a hard time with it ever or is it something that you just accepted as part of who you are? I think, you know, yes, you always have those moments of, um, we we talked, you know, off, off camera um, about, you know, like math and science and those kind of things being really difficult uh, in school. Uh, I really thrived in like performance art. Um, I think that's what makes me, uh, you know, really into music and you know a great dancer. And um, you just have to find the things where that high energy and that uh, um, sort of all over the place (laughs) mentally, uh, where that actually is uh, a benefit and and can help you. I think like creative arts is is a great uh, a great example of that. you know, getting, you know, whatever that may be, maybe it's writing, maybe it's painting, dancing, um, making movies. Um, there's, there's a lot of, I think, avenues where that ADHD mentality, mindset, um, personality, behavior um, is conducive. So absolutely no, and, and you know, not to bring it up too much, but it's just one of those things that I've started to recognize more and more because. For whatever it is, like something in the water that <laughs> we grew up with, that, that we have this now, or maybe it's always been, but that, that it's um, it's like what I used to hear too, uh, growing up was you're too much, right? <laughs> like, like, I hear it now. Yeah, well, no, yeah, well, now <laughs> I, I hear just, that all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> now I just choose why I surround myself, you know, with. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? No, uh, you're not enough. No. <laughs> exactly. But that's yeah. what I look at it, right? Exactly. And, and and for me, so so. Yeah, you're just like a prime example of what to me success looks like of someone that that has tapped into that and 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 is is you know using it to to their benefit. Now, um, when when you were here last time, we ended up having a great conversation, but it was more focused on spirituality, which oh, yes. you know we really didn't get to talk about before. But I would love to just kind of hear your thoughts on how you know being in these different industries, how that has turned you into or at least exploring spirituality and and kind of figuring out those things and and yeah, just the journey you've been on with that. Yeah. Um, well, again, I'm not shy about saying it. Uh, I do make a vision board. <laughs> and not just one, though. Oh, I have two. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, professional I've, and personal, right? Professional yeah, yeah. and personal. They're great. Uh, they're beautiful. Uh, again, great for the ADHD, actually. Um, so, yes, I, I feel like I'm in a really great place in my life now where if I think about something and I really want something, it, it usually happens. Yep. Um, and I think that's just all about putting something out into the universe. And if you 
if you're visualizing something, if you're thinking about something, you are going to take those steps to get that something, right. you know? Right. Um, and I, and I think that really, really works, honestly. Um, and I can see it more, it happens more and more in my life. Uh, as of late, so. And it seemed like, at least from you know our conversation, that you you as you went on this journey, it was also about this self discovery and kind of figuring out who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it almost seems like you didn't necessarily know that. And for like like many of us, right? But mm-hmm. I think most people go through life and never sure you know, figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Tell me about that a little bit, just from what we were talking before. Um, well, I I'm just uh, a hedonist. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy happiness, uh, happiness and pleasure. And I would like to be happy, you know, 99% of the time. Obviously, that's not going to happen always. Nevertheless, I find myself quite happy more often than not. But it was a journey to get to this, to this point. And I had to ask myself, what makes me happy? What can I be doing um, to promote that happiness? And... Even before that, I had to yeah look at myself, like who am I as as a person? And I feel like I know myself so much more now. Of course, I'll continue to grow and learn more about myself as as I get older. Um, I mean, I'm pretty old now, but. Stop it, stop <laughs> it. Don't it's be just, crazy, don't be just, crazy. It's just so funny because people are like, oh my gosh, you've done so much in your life. And I'm like, yeah, I've lived a lot of years. <laughs> Everyone's always like, a, very shocked at like, oh my God, you did this and this and this. I'm like, I've, I've just been around. I've been around for a long, <laughs> long time. And hopefully- You've made the most of your time. Let, I think, let, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you've made the most. Well, you've I, lived. And I think that's that ADHD thing. Yeah, exactly. And that maybe perhaps spiritual thing of trying to find yourself. So you just try lots of things. Um, I was a raver at one point. Um, I still, still very much a festival goer. I love listening to music first thing in the morning rather than listening to the news. Um, Same. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just, you have to well, do things. Well, I don't things. listen to the news anyway. So. <laughs> but, yeah, like, oh yeah, we did talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to stay informed, but in the way that's not going to uh, be detrimental to my mental health, yeah. you know, cause then, it, then you're not helping anyone. So uh, yeah, just finding things that bring you joy and trying to incorporate that more into life. And what advice would you give to people that are struggling to find what brings them joy, right? How do you even take that first step when you're struggling to even, you know, find a little bit of peace in your day? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I'm the right person. <laughs> to, I'm, like, I'm not qualified to, to answer these yeah, questions. Exactly. I don't like, want. I, I, I don't want to so give any unsolicited advice. I, I give no, some advice. I'm, someone try it, and they're like, "This didn't work, Evie." But what worked, what's worked for you? Um, I. Mm, <laughs> I was gonna say breaking up with my boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, sometimes that's the first step, and right? that, that's not because of him. He he is lovely. Um, it was more <laughs> just finding finding myself and allowing myself to to shine again. And um, when you <laughs> when you grow up as a dancer, um, you know, I started dancing when I was three, so I was on a stage with like lights on me at three years old. And when that becomes the norm, you really seek that out. At least I really seek that out on a regular basis. And when I wasn't in a good place in my life, it was because I wasn't performing. I wasn't mm. getting that, you know, external validation um, or being creative or, you know, um, uh, the thriving and, uh, at all. And now 
when I finally realized that, like, oh, I remember, I really had a great time <laughs> when I was on stage. And now that I'm not dancing, but I'm still performing, when I'm on the floor, when I'm presenting wine, when I'm doing a wine tasting, that's like performing for me, you know, and that gives me that same thrill um, as you know, dancing in front of 25,000 people. So uh, advice, I would say, um, it might sound silly, but literally like writing down when you were happiest and then trying to find a link between those moments of like, well, what was I doing? Why, did, why was I happy here? Um, and how can I find that throughout my everyday life? Really? And you say you're not qualified? That's great advice. <laughs> That's actually really great advice. I mean, because it, 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 two things, twofold is one, you're becoming self-aware in that, you know, what is it bringing me happiness? What is it bringing me joy? And, and catching yourself in those moments and saying, all right, like you said, what's the common denominator between all of these? Yeah. And also in present moments, recognizing when something is great. I think it was uh, the happiness podcast where she said like a little trick she will do if she's feeling really good in a moment, she'll say delight. And just so she can like, her brain can focus on, hey, remember this moment. Uh, something that I do, I have, a, I have two daily reminders every day, one in the morning of what am I grateful for? So it'll just pop up on my phone, I'll see it, and I'll just think to myself, oh yeah, you know, I'm really grateful for the friends that I've made. Um, and then at the end of the day, it'll say, what was the best part of today? Because a lot of times it's a survival technique. Our brains will remember all the negative things. Yeah. And so that's what, you know, so, which is more of a detriment to us now, but in caveman times, <laughs> you know, you had to have that. So, you know, if you saw a lion again, you're like, oh, hey, remember that one time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so <laughs> you have, we kind of have to like rewire those, those, neurotrans those neurotransmitters to think, hey, let's remember the good stuff. So it's just a little helpful tool to be like, oh, yeah, um, someone said, you know, they really enjoyed a, a wine class that I taught and uh, yeah, and that's, that's helpful. <laughs> do, you, do you find that people come to you for advice? Cause I'm saying I, you're giving great advice. Oh. <laughs> I, I'd, be, I'd be shocked if they didn't. So again, I mean, if they ask, yeah. I'll, I'll do the best I can. I'm sure. I'm sure they're asking though. <laughs> now, you know, given that you're going to be hosting now, you know, how do you see building community? What is your approach to relationships you know, you're in friendships even, but you know, as you see that to be a connector of others and, uh, just through your own journey and, and, and be that, um, yeah, facilitator of good conversation. Yeah. Um, well, something, a through line with a lot of wine professionals is we love talking about wine and we love sharing our passion. And it's not just wine. Like, we'll, get, we'll geek out about the chemistry of it, the history, places. So I would love to bring in these other wine professionals, like peers of mine, and have those conversations. And you can see how it kind of breaks down that barrier of wine seeming very like uptight and mm -hmm. um, unapproachable or um, overwhelming and see that we're just a bunch of geeks or goofballs <laughs> that just nerd out about things and, and we go off on little tangents and uh, just facilitating one, that community, but allowing people outside of the industry to also see, um, you know, behind the, behind the scenes and see that we're not, uh, we're not uh, highfalutin or, or, or posh or proper, but just weirdos. Most Everyday of us. people. Everyday weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what, uh, those are my kind of people. So, um, you know, with that, how can people 
find you, support you um, online, Instagram? Sure, yeah. Uh, Instagram, just Evie Olson. Uh, you'll see my you see my little picture at the top. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> there's Evie the Cool, which is a DJ. I know, what a great name. That is cool. Um, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Right? Evie the Cool. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I wish that was my my account, my handle, but it's just Evie Olson. Uh, so yeah, on Instagram, you can find me at Nisos every day, pretty much. <laughs> You're there a lot. I am there, yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> but that's part, of the, that's part of the gig, right? Getting it started and uh, yeah. getting a great wine program and list. And yeah, I, I love it. I like, I like the energy. So. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I'm very excited to have you part of this community, but also just excited for you to host and see where this goes. Yeah, same. Um, again, thanks for having me and excited for uh, future episodes. Mm-hmm.